welcome back to Speaking Startup, Missouri Business Alert's podcast covering the news and issues important to Missouri entrepreneurs. We are back for the summer after a short break. I'm Seth Bodine, and Isabel Robles is joining me. Hello. It's been a while for the podcast. It sure has, but we're ready to get started. First, we'll hear about my visit to Vandalia to see the graduation of Missouri's first entrepreneurship training program for incarcerated women. Then we will chat with Jai Mays, the founder of Mays Freight Solutions, a two-year-old logistics company in Kansas City. We talked with Mays after Thursday's Startland Innovation Exchange, which focused on the future of mobility. Lastly, we'll take a look at important numbers in entrepreneur and startup news. But first, let's take a look at this week's headlines. Startland News reports that tech startup Friend Media of San Francisco will relocate its headquarters to Kansas City in 2020. The San Francisco startup is a cloud-based digital marketing firm, and their CEO, Nick Magruder, is a Kansas City native. Friend Media focuses on engaging customers in waiting rooms with tablets and displays. Magruder hopes to expand operations to other industries with the move. That move is made possible thanks to a $1.5 million funding round. Magruder said the company will be hiring out of Kansas City. Go Car Wash of Arizona just acquired five new locations in the Kansas City area, the Kansas City Business Journal reports. The company, which launched in February, bought the five Big Splash Car Wash locations. Just last month, the company also acquired two Travel Clean Express Car Wash locations. The company hopes to have 20 locations in the Kansas City area. Entrepreneurs in North Kansas City are moving forward with an effort to revitalize their growing entertainment district. The area will be called River North, and it will receive its official business designation in the next several weeks. Businesses in the area came together in hopes of creating a cohesive identity for the area, which features businesses like Chicken Pickle, Calibration Brewing Company, and Restless Spirits Distilling. Seth, you recently traveled to Vandalia, Missouri. What brought you there? Well, I traveled there to learn more about a new entrepreneurial program inside a women's prison. This program is aiming to tackle a big problem, getting employed after incarceration. Here's that story. A celebration is happening in the visitor's room of the Women's Eastern Reception Diagnostic and Correctional Center in Vandalia. There's even a table in the back with decorated cookies. Toward the front, nine women standing in bright blue caps and gowns are listening to instructions about their graduation ceremony. Castles start on your right side. On the right. They move to the left when you get your thing. The women are the first class graduating from a program called Aspire Mo. It's a 20-week program that focuses on giving women the skills they need to start a business. It's the first and only Department of Corrections program in the state that teaches entrepreneurship skills. Kellyanne Coates is the director of the Missouri Women's Council. Aspire Mo is her brainchild. She says it's partially based on the Launch You curriculum at the Missouri Women's Business Center, which helps entrepreneurs develop business plans. Learn about market projections, they learn about advertising, they learn about feasibility studies, they learn about market segments, really anything that you need to know to study to get your own business plan, and then they actually create it. The program is designed to help address a big problem, employment after prison. Once former prisoners leave jail, they often have trouble finding a job and a livable wage. According to a study by the Brookings Institution, only 55% of former prisoners have any earnings within a year of their release. 
and those that do find work tend to make less than a full-time job at minimum wage. At the ceremony, each graduate spoke and presented their own business idea. They ranged from health-conscious restaurants to event planning and dog training. I am starting a mobile personal training business called Move and Shape. Shape like shapely, you know, like that. And I think that I have, I'm a personal trainer. I've been doing that for 15 years here within the institution. That's Janice Moore. She's been in the facility for 21 years. Entrepreneurship is something that is really big for women, simply because generally it's, you know, a man's world, so to speak. And so if anything that I can do to break that stereotype and everything, I'm there. Life after prison won't be easy. According to a 2016 Missouri Department of Corrections report, the recidivism rate for all prisoners is about 43%. But speakers at the graduation like Christine McDonald believe programs like this one will help them succeed. I mean, we want these women to leave and stay out, but be equipped to leave and stay out. Um, and, and this gives them an opportunity to move beyond the barriers that society bestows upon incarcerated persons. Coates says Aspire Mo will have two sessions each year. For now, the program will stay in Vendalia. But she says the program could expand to men's and women's prisons across the state. For more, she says she has a few more details to figure out in her business plan, like how to build a clientele. She says there's other things she'll also have to get used to once she's released next year. I'm just really getting acclimated to being free. You know, because when I got locked up, people were still listening to, like, CDs. For Missouri Business Alert and KBIA, I'm Seth Bodine. Yesterday, our reporter Rashi Srivastava covered an event hosted by Startland News in Kansas City. Three panelists explained how Kansas City-based mobility tech companies are driving innovation. Bek Abdulayev, the CEO and founder of Super Dispatch, Ben Jackson, the co-founder of Bungie, and Jai Mays, the president of Mays Freight Solutions, were featured. Here's that story. Today I'm here with Jai Mays, founder of Mays Freight Solutions. Jai, thank you so much for taking the time to speak with me. I want to get started with how you got into the transportation industry and specifically into the freight industry. Transportation is one thing that I am addicted to. A lot of people say, she's good at freight. I am. I love freight, everything about it, from the supplier to the manufacturer to the time it has to pick up and to the time it's delivered. I am very intrigued about it because it runs the entire world. The world cannot run without transportation and freight. I mean, let's take, for instance, if the toilet paper didn't get around, what would you have? If you'd had no toothpaste, what would you have? Even with water, you know, in distressed times when FEMA, you know, called upon us to just to deliver water to uh, places where hurricanes had destroyed, you know, and you look at the distress and you see a city go down and you see, oh my goodness, this city has to be rebuilt. The only way to rebuild it is to import goods and, and um, import a product to build the city again. And that's why transportation has to thrive. I got into transportation over a decade ago. I was a freight broker for a prominent um, award-winning company and I was number, I was in top 10 of 700 reps. When I got the niche of truckload freight, it intrigued me to the point where I said, you know, there's a lot of money in this industry and there's a lot of good that we can do and as a woman owned it's not it was uncharted waters for women owned 
You spoke about how the auto tech sector has, has been male-dominated for years. How do you see yourself and your company changing that narrative? Well, we're, you know, opening up for diversity. Men aren't the only ones who drive the cars. Women drive the cars, too. And so women know what they like as well. So it's also good, always good to get a human, you know, perspective, not the gender, but just a human perspective on how things are supposed to be run. And then you put yourself in the consumer's shoes. And this opens up opportunity for diversity, for women to actually say, you know what, I do know about that. I know about supply chain. I know about automation. You know, I know about these things. And I think that my opinions and my ideals can be heard and that's why I'm glad that we are able to pave the way to open up the doors for that. May Street Solutions has existed since 2017 and you've been involved for more than 10 years. What are some of the biggest challenges that the freight industry has had to face or is facing right now? The problem that we're facing is we need more truck drivers, people to actually jump in the truck and to drive the freight. That's what it is. If we can secure that problem and fix that problem, then we're on the win. Right now, if that is one of the things that are holding up transportation as a whole and making the um, rise of weight, well, I'll say um, freight spin go higher is because the shortage of trucks. I mean, there's millennials aren't trying to jump in the truck anymore. You know, this the baby boomers are dying off. If we can fix that problem, the entire nation can thrive from transportation. Right. So in addition to the shortage of drivers, you were also talking to me about how the tariff and the trade war um, has affected your, specifically your company. Can you talk to me a little bit more about that and internationally and nationally, how those policy issues shape the automotive industry? Yeah, a lot of outside influencers, politics, things like that play a part. We did, you know, see a decrease in sales when the steel, uh, the tar the steel tariffs um, went up, and we had some issues with that. A lot of manufacturers that we dealt with had to shut down. I mean, I.E. Harley Davidson, and they had to move their, you know, production overseas. This is the things that we're seeing. Also, with the trade wars and with the shutdown, even the threats of the shutdowns for the borders. You know, America is the number one manufacturer. We do know that, but we do the importing and exporting. If we don't have allies that are providing the things that we need, then it's you know, it, it will cause a big problem. A lot of people depend on importing and exporting. And a lot of transportation depends on importing and exporting. That's what we do. We, we bring freight in and we ship freight out. Do you know the exact amount of dollars that were lost by your company due to the trade war? Well, let's see here. We lost about $30,000. And that was about $30,000 a month <laughs> when the steel industry shut down. Yes. We were moving a lot of steel. <laughs> so in the panel discussion, we got into how the industry is headed into a time where there are going to be driverless cars and drones are piercing into the freight market. What are your thoughts on this? You know, I, I think it, you know, different strokes for different po folks. People like to communicate in different ways. You know, tech is going to be here. I think we're headed to the Jetsons era, or I say all the time, the Michael Knight Kit area. I don't know if you're old enough to know who Kit is and Michael Knight and the Knight Rider, but Kit was the, the driverless car that talked to Michael Knight. And so that's where we're headed to now. And, you know, I have empathy for it and I have hope for it. Empathy that it's going to put a lot of jobs out for people. You know, people, it's going to cut down on labor. 
And that's what tech does. If you walk in Walmart today, they have the self-checkout and there's not many cashiers. You walk into a movie theater and there's no one there to really serve you. And you now, you know, you walk in and you buy a driverless car. Well, you know, that's going to make a lot of people lazy. That's just my opinion on it. You know, there's no more labor. There's no more having to think. I mean, we've got Google Maps, but who reads a map anymore, you know? What role do you think Kansas City plays in the growth of the automotive industry? Well, like I said earlier when we had the uh, panel discussion, Kansas City is right in the middle. We're the Midwest, so everything has to either go through or around us. So we're the key player that makes, you know, you've got the... Um, You've got Orion, and you've got everything that services around Orion, and that's what we are. Kansas, if, if it doesn't come, if it doesn't trickle down here, then it's not going to go anywhere. Kansas City is a base place. It's, it's not too fast. It's not too slow. It's, it's the right pace, and there's a lot of ideals and a lot of innovators here. They're just too scared or don't think that they have the support to open up their creative minds. If we can get more investors involved and more people to look into Kansas City, you know, we've got those Silicon Valley guys, but if they just take a look here in Kansas City, we don't have a lot of geese poop and homelessness going around as well. So it's a very clean environment. It's a fresh environment, and it's uncharted waters. That's what Kansas City is. It's uncharted waters. Thank you so much, Jai. Thank you. I really appreciate it. Now let's look into important Missouri startup news by the numbers. Seth, what are your digits? Today, my digits are 60 million. Medicaid provider Centene out of Clayton led a $60 million round investment. The money is going to Quartet out of New York. The startup helps medical providers utilize technology to better serve patients who may have mental health conditions. Quartet will be expanding its platform to serve more members of patient care teams. What digits do you have? My digits are 6,500. This is the square footage of a new co-working space in St. Louis. It's created by Cool Fire Studios, an entertainment production company based there. Along with these spaces, tenants will have options for digital and video access. This includes discounted gear and studio rentals and utilizing Cool Fire Studios for post-production capabilities. There are private office spaces and desks available in this space. And now this week's quote of the week. Isabel, can you hit us with the inspiration? Oh, of course. Creativity requires diversity. There's no way we can solve real-world problems with a bunch of straight white men sitting around the table. Those are the words of David Nilsson. Nilsson is the founder of the Mid-America Gay and Lesbian Chamber of Commerce and spoke at their Business Equity Awards fundraiser in Kansas City. That's all for this week. This has been Speaking Startup from Missouri Business Alert. This episode was produced, edited, and hosted by Isabel Robles and me, Seth Budin. Our theme music was produced by Elliot Bowman. We'll speak to you next week.